from One World Trade Center, where we can't figure out a 401k, but we can fill out a fantasy lineup. Welcome to the Golf Digest Fantasy Podcast. Welcome back to the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and once again, I'm joined by Joel Beal. This week, we are talking about the FedEx St. Jude Classic, which, of course, is the final event before next week's U.S. Open. So uh, we're going to break down the field, as always, give you uh, some studs, some duds, and uh, maybe a sleeper or two. So uh, without further ado, let me kick it off. Joel, who is heading your lineup this week? So heading into TPC Southland, which actually was eighth toughest course last year on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, it comes in 7,200 yards, selling a par 70. Just because it's not the most glamorous field doesn't mean you're going to see guys go super low this week. So keeping all that in mind, first guy I went with is Harris English. He's having a pretty good season, highlighted by a second-place finish at Colonial and a third at Phoenix. He hasn't played particularly well here the past couple years, although he did win the St. Jude in 2013. By the way, St. Jude, that's where I went to grade school, St. Jude Bulldogs. Really? Yep. Shout out to uh, shout out to St. Jude. Wow. <laughs> uh, he Bulldogs. Is, yeah. There you go. Back to uh, Mr. English. He's 12th in strokes gained putting, a performance that really should help him at Southland. He's also very dexterous. He, he's in the top 40 in terms of driving distance at t- uh, 296 yards. I think that makes him a really good play this week. Uh, also, I feel this is actually something I need to get off my chest. Since I've moved to the East Coast a year ago, I feel like a lot of you East Coasters don't know really much about the Midwest or just anywhere else in America. So Hmm. I thought we'd use this podcast to educate you a little bit on Memphis. So, Alex, did you know Memphis was named after Memphis, Egypt, which is one of the first capitals of the ancient civilization? And the Memphis Pyramid, which you might know, housed the NBA Grizzlies for a little bit. I know that. Now serves as a mall. It's now. That's the reason it was built as a pyramid was to honor Memphis, Egypt's historic past wow i had no idea i also had no idea that memphis was considered part of the midwest well you know midwest south it it's it's (laughs) it's somewhere in there (laughs) it's not northeast is what you're saying we're very close-minded up here Uh, right obviously yeah keely didn't Uh, know cincinnati had an airport all right (laughs) (laughs) wow that's i i give i give you guys more credit than that uh joel is talking about keely levins who is a co-worker of ours um, well, actually, I spent a lot of time growing up in Tennessee, not in Memphis, but uh, my grandma had a house in um, Madisonville, which was near Knoxville. Yes. And all I remember is we'd go there for about a month each summer, and it was about 110 degrees every day. It so, is pretty awful in Yeah, the summer, pretty. <laughs> hence, hence why one of the things this tournament's most famous for, and I wonder if I can even say this, is Robert Garrigus getting that case yep. of swamp ass, if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, a few years ago, of course, he also made a triple bogey on the final hole, so it didn't help his his whole appearance Standing. there. But yes, it is very hot. I saw the forecast for this week; very hot in the 90s every day. Um, but yeah, you mentioned it. it's funny. I don't think a lot of people think of this as a tough event. You know, usually when you have kind of one of these weaker, watered down field events, you, you get a lot of great scoring. But yeah, TPC Southwind is pretty tough, uh, and of course. A lot of these guys are going to be playing another par 70 at 7,200 yards next week, which is going to be just a little bit tougher, uh, and that's Oakmont, of course, for the U.S. Open. But, yes, this for the guys playing this week, they will be challenged, um, so at least they're not going to come in off a you know scoring bender. And from what I saw the past two days, it's raining in Memphis, and they've mentioned it's going to be tough to get the rough, so you hate to say yeah. open-like conditions at TPC Southland, but I think it will be. I think you'll see score. I, I'll be surprised if anyone gets double digits mm-hmm. this week on the mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm going to take Brooks Kepka with my first pick. He, he's only played in this event twice, but he's finished T19 and T3 last year. He's also coming off a runner-up at the Byron Nelson. He's obviously one of you know the bright young stars that the PGA Tour is kind of promoting. Obviously, he signed that huge deal, or we assume it was a huge oh, deal. Oh, it was huge, trust With me. Nike, right, before the year started. Hasn't really lived up to the hype so far. But right, but if you recall when Rory McIlroy did the same thing with Nike, it took him a while to start living up to that hype too. So you know, there's a big adjustment there with equipment and everything else. So and just to, just to clarify, it's not just Nike in general; it's just making the switch to different club companies. Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. To any any club company, Joel does some equipment work, so he doesn't want to offend anybody there. So <laughs> he's, I like him jumping in there. But yeah, so you know, there's an adjustment period, and, and maybe with that runner-up, we're starting to see kind of more of what we should expect you know there's a guy who a lot of people think is going to make the Ryder cup team or many Ryder cup teams and yeah i think he's seventh or eighth right now he's, he's in the mix yep and he's and he's uh, obviously still very young so um he is uh, i'm pretty confident picking him this week again against kind of a watered down field who's Wait, what do you well speaking oh, of yeah. kepka how do you like him going into oakmont he's he's a guy who definitely has the distance you would think to yeah. compete somewhere but i feel like he's a little bit kind of crazy off the tee right now where I don't know. It, it, he seems like a, I hate to say a sexy pick, but an interesting pick. But I don't, I just don't think, personally, I don't, I don't like his forecast for US Open, but I think you have a little bit more different opinion of Kepka than I do. So. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not, um, I, I don't see him breaking through at the US Open. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, you know, that that's tough for anybody to break through there. You, you mentioned, yeah, he's a little wild off the tee. Again, he's had the one great finish recently, but overall, it's been inconsistent year for him and also oakmont um and like this tournament as well uh you know it's not just the bombers that do well there i was looking at the oakmont uh leaderboard from 2007 you had a lot of short hitters up there by the end of the week so you know i don't think it's a particularly great course for him or anything else but um certainly a talented player and and i I think we're gonna we're gonna see him win more obviously won last year in phoenix he stuck on that one tour win Obviously, at what is he twenty five? Yep. I mean, he's he's got a lot more years to, to add to that total. Yeah, I think if you're looking for a major for him to do something this year, it's PGA. PGA, yeah, def- that just seems up his alley. Definitely. But yeah, jumping back on the fantasy track, second pick I have this week is Charles Howell III, who that's turned thirty seven, quietly getting wow, up there. yeah, Chucky three sticks, right? yeah. But he's also enjoying a late career revival. Uh, five top tens this year, thirteen top twenty fives in twenty events. Which is really a comeback, given he logged just seven top 25s and 30 appearances last year. Uh, ranks in the top 20 in strokes gained, um, really strong around the green, and he's, he's 13th in scoring average this year. We mentioned TPC Southland isn't necessarily a short course, which I think actually plays to his game. Uh, 16th in driving distance this year. Track record hasn't been very consistent in Tennessee. He missed a cut last year, and he's failed to produce a top 20 finish since last three years before that. Nevertheless, he did log a third place showing in 2011, and has another top 10 to his credit here. I think Sal's a very safe pick this week in Memphis, which, Alex, did you know uh, Graceland, which is in Memphis, mm-hmm. former home of Elvis, mm-hmm. is the second most visited home in the United States, which, can you guess what number one is? Uh, George Washington's home. Mount Vernon. No. No, but you're on the right track, the White House. The White House. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I went. I took it too deep there. You did. I, over, I overthought it. that. Wow. Okay, I, also, I probably House. didn't present it that way. My mumble is in Graceland help, is number two. There you go. Interesting. Um, well, that's surprising. Also surprising, you mentioned Charles Howell being 37, although 
when I saw yesterday that Tiger Woods is writing this book about the 1997 <laughs> right. Masters and how that's in conjuncture with it being the 20th anniversary of that event, I, I definitely felt old when that happened. Um, You've wow. already pre-ordered that, right? The Tiger <laughs> book? As soon as it's available, yes, I would, I would definitely, definitely get on that. Um, so who's your second pick? My number two guy is Gary Woodland. And again, it's funny because I'm taking all these bombers, even though I just said that the course doesn't necessarily set up for bombers. But again, you know, having length is never a disadvantage, put it that way. But uh, Gary Gary is another guy who's having, you know, not a great year, but recently he's really started to pick it up. He's had top 25s in four of his last five starts, including the Memorial, which he finished T4. Um, so that was a great performance for him obviously um and um yeah I'm, I'm just i'm feeling a big week from him i i think uh, you know it's been down year I, I think it's about time uh you know this guy's won a few times on tour and uh it's it's been a while it's one of the few guys you can say is an actual athlete on the tour oh and, big time yeah and I, I feel like you look at his game historically he he's not been prone to these ups and downs so i, I think he's back on you know you just mentioned he had a really good week last week at Muirfield. i think he's going to kind of level back out to what he's done in the past. I think, yeah, he's a good bet for a top 15 this week. Who else you got? Going to Harold Varner the third. Going hmm. with the going with the initials this week. Um, you are, yeah. He uh, He's having a good rookie campaign. Uh, made the cut in his last six events, highlighted by top tens at the Texas Open in New Orleans. Uh, for fans not really familiar with Varner's game, he's extremely long off the tee, averaging over 300 yards. His putting does worry me. He, he's actually just been a disaster on the greens. He ranks 173rd in strokes game putting, and his approach stats – so he really hasn't been that sharp in that department either. But he does have the ability to go low. He, he ranks 11th in birdies made this year. I think that really circles him for a call. Not necessarily a guy who, I'll I, I put it this way, I don't like him to win, but I do think he's good for a top 10, be it backdoor, <laughs> straight up. I think he's just a really safe bet. Um, speaking of safe, also Memphis, I don't know if you know this, Mark Twain uh, <laughs> called Memphis the Good Samaritan City, which all Memphis also goes by the Bluff City, Hoop City, and the home of the Blues. So... There you go. Wow. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just the barbecue city and FedEx city. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> Memphis is really happy. Well, I got another pretty safe pick, I think, and that's Ryan Palmer. Um, he's coming off a, uh, a T3 at Colonial. Also, about a month before that, had a T4 at the Valero Texas Open. So, obviously, we know he can play in Texas. Just um, it's home turf, Colonial. I think right, it is, it is home turf, but you know Memphis, Tennessee, Texas. See, this is my problem. All you generalizations of yeah. If it's not New York or Boston, <laughs> everything else is the same. Right. This um, is why I bring up the Memphis stats. <sighs> more importantly, he's had great success here. He has not won, but he has a T three and a T four in the last four years. Uh, so again, making him what I would call one of the safer bets this week. I'm with you. You know, I I, I had Brandon Steele as one of our picks. So oh, he just boy. Went, he withdrew slightly before we started the podcast. So I also had Palmer. The only thing I really added to that is he's eighth in strokes gained this year off the tee, which again fueled by the ability to bond the ball with his driver. Um, yeah, I think Palmer's just a really safe bet, very viable option. Um, also a viable option. Johnny Cash worked in Memphis as a door-to-door <laughs> appliance salesman before his music <laughs> career dropped off. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about Memphis right now. I like to think a little bit about me as well as we go on. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got for your fourth pick? Um, fourth pick, I'm going with Colt Nost, a.k.a. Big Gravy. And it's not just because I like saying that nickname, although I do. Are you sure? Uh, it, it might be part in part because of that. But 
Um, he's finished in the top 15 at this event twice in the past three years. Obviously, he's off this torrid stretch, at least for him, where, you know, he had the, the T3 at the players. Um, you know, I'm blanking, but he had three great finishes in a row. Definitely the, the best three tournament stretch of his PGA Tour career. Um, I just think that uh, he's playing well right now. He's, he's uh, playing with a lot of confidence. And um, as a fourth guy, he could do a lot worse. As we mentioned him a week or two ago, I, I, I think we both mentioned he's a guy to watch not only these upcoming weeks but over the rest of the summer. He's had, he had a very story amateur career. Guys around the game thought this was coming at some point. It was just a matter of him kind of getting on his head, head straight and kind of taking out some of those really dives he would take occasionally. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. This isn't this is an aberration or, or a one-off week. I think this guy's big gravy's here to stay. Wow. I yep. hope so because, let, yeah, let's keep that name going. And, by the way, I attributed his nickname wrong the last time. It wasn't the guys at No Laying Up. It was actually Steve Elkington really? who coined this name. And, and I think Elk. he did it a long time ago. So, Shout out to Steve Elkington. That that's uh, well done right there. That no might kidding. other than other than winning the PGA Championship, that might be his biggest uh, accomplishment. That's good. I, I'd still rank him and Bubba almost coming to blows a couple of years ago. Mm. About the, that, I think that's still his greatest contribution to the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> switching gears, I do have a stay away pick this week. Maybe Fabian okay. Gomez. Uh, who I, actually has been a popular pick. Defending champ. Not only defending champ, but he's got a victory under his belt this season. Yep. Unfortunately, since that win at the Sony Open in January, he's just one finish inside the top 40. Uh, ranks in the hundreds of most stroke game categories. He's just been a mess. We saw at Memorial, missed the cut by miles. Um, he's just someone who, again, his game is an absolute mess right now. Um, someone who's not a mess, Justin Timberlink, who, do you know, happens to hail from Memphis. Yes, I do know that. And he owned a golf course in the Memphis area, I don't sure think he does. owns it anymore. Maybe uh, it's like a weird name. It, Mir- yeah, Mir- oh, yeah I something. think it was one of his hometown. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, he's a, all the way from Memphis, Tennessee. Damn straight. Just recently Justin voted into Timber. the Memphis Hall of Fame, Memphis Music Hall of Fame. Hmm. Youngest member ever voted in. So wow. There you go. Who's your uh, stay away pick? This My week? stay away pick is Dustin Johnson. And I know, uh, talk about a popular pick. I'd say former winner here. Former winner here. Clearly the class of the field i'd say um especially after the run that he's on lately where he hasn't won but i think it's four top fours in his past seven stroke play events including the memorial where he he missed out on a playoff by one shot um you know he finished uh t4 at augusta so you know dustin's doing the dustin thing he's he's on a roll but um I took him last year at this event, and I'll never forget it. Well, not that it you know, defines my life or anything like that. But you sure he, the way you <laughs> preface that. He withdrew with an illness and uh, killed my, my week, obviously. And with the U.S. Open next week, and of course last year he bounced back, by the way, from that illness and nearly won at Chambers Bay. So <laughs> it, it, couldn't, for the victory. Right, it couldn't have been that bad. So, you know, I think at this point his thoughts are – and it's fair that they are, but, you know, at least we're getting them out there, that they're elsewhere than on the FedEx St. Jude Classic. I think he's thinking about winning the U.S. Open. I think he's thinking about getting some redemption for what happened last year. And, yes, he's teeing it up this year, but, again, he will be thinking about Oakmont. Um, I, I just don't think this is the week where he goes all out and, and wins. So this is half psychological play, half personal vendetta. Yes. Gotcha. Just there you go. Sure. You nailed it. You <laughs> hit it on sure the head the, there. Making sure the listeners yep. know. Do you have um, anybody else that you wanted to tout? Maybe a, a off-the-radar guy or, or 
You know, the one guy at least who intrigued me is Ernie Els is playing Ooh. this week. Someone who, you know, just trying to get the game back in shape for mm-hmm. Oakmont. He, he won at Oakmont. Yep. So if, you, if you're looking for if trying to play this mental, hey, you know what, whose game could be trying to come up? It could be Ernie. Who's, is putting back on track all of a sudden? Um, like you mentioned, not even though it's 7,200 yards, it, it's Ernie's never, distance never been a problem with him. Right. Um, again, I, it's a big name, a guy who hasn't really done a lot of late. But if you're looking just for an off-the-beaten-path pick, I think Els is an interesting play. I was going to say Kyle Reifers, who – has been playing really Very well of well. late. He's yeah. a, a former uh, Wake Forest. There we uh, go. That's that's the reason why. You know, not he's been yeah, well. contemporary of mine. I covered him when he was on the golf team. Uh, he's also connection to you, obviously, right from the Cincinnati area. From but the uh, State. I think he's. I think his last five PGA Tour events, he's set a career high in each one. I mean, in terms of with his finish, so he's he's playing really well right now. And he also drew, unfortunately, some notice for. His swamp ass, which again reminded me of the Robert Garrigus situation uh, a couple couple weeks back in Texas. So maybe there's an omen there. Maybe there's a connection. I don't know why Kyle Rifers popped into my head. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get that image <laughs> out now the rest of the day. So thanks for that. Um, any other uh, things you want to touch upon before uh, we finish here? Any other Memphis? What? what yeah. What, uh, what else haven't you told me about Memphis? I, I, I need feel like to there's something more. else out there that. <laughs> 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 I think we actually covered them all, unfortunately. Okay. I don't know. Sorry to sorry yeah. to let, leave you short. All I right. got real excited. I think I, <laughs> I think I blew my <laughs> stats too early. All right. Well, there you go, folks. We've uh, we learned a lot about Memphis. We learned a lot about the FedEx St. Jude Classic field, and hopefully, we gave you some help to uh, allow you to win this week in your fantasy league. So, thank you for listening. Please follow both Joel and I on Twitter. I'm Alex Myers 3, and Joel is Joel M. Beal. And uh, if you have any questions or comments or anything else, please give us a shout. Also, please subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. (laughs) 